Well, good Wednesday morning to you all. I am on my commute into work at the Anschutz Medical Campus, and I was just thinking about anatomy and philately, so I thought I would just uh, check in with everybody and let people know what's on my mind and uh, see if any of this could be helpful to you all. And I think an interesting topic that can be discussed, again, across both anatomy, anatomical sciences, and philately is the concept of podcasting. So let's begin on the anatomy side and let's begin a little bit broader with the topic of podcasting. So obviously if you're listening to this, you don't need much of an introduction. You're already familiar with the the format, the platforms that are out there, the idea, but uh, I don't know, maybe you're kind of new to podcasting and it's just been interesting um, if you take a look at a more general view of the, the past of podcasting. I remember podcasting gaining popularity, gosh, I think in like 2003 or 2004. It must have been kind of born out of um, Apple and their iTunes platform. And the, the technologies there, it's really not that complicated uh, from a coding perspective to to put out content. Basically, in my understanding, a podcast is essentially... Uh, an XML, also known as an RSS feed, where there's these units of content that are published on a somewhat regular basis. And this is a very much of a concept that came out of blogging, where every post would essentially, you know, be a unit of content. Now with podcasting, these posts have an audio file essentially attached to them. So the technology is pretty, pretty basic and pretty simple. Um, from a coding perspective, of course, there are all kinds of barriers in terms of audio capture, uh, which really, with the platform I'm using now, have really almost evaporated away using, you know, the pockets that are, or excuse me, the computers that are in our pocket, which are smartphones. It's been really easy to put together this little podcast uh, using the Anchor uh, platform. So basically, podcasting gained popularity early 2000s, and then it kind of uh, seemed like it kind of tapered off into 2010, 11, 12. I know my uh, consumption of podcasts really seemed to to die down uh, during those years, and then it must have been around, it kind of feels like 2013-ish, 2014-ish, there was really a renaissance of podcast interest and there was an explosion of podcasts that I think it really from my experience it, it really generated from the the startup the tech startup sector I remember there were a lot of tech startup companies that were putting out podcasts and then it kind of gained traction and now there there's a whole diversity of topics and genres of podcasts now and they seem to be uh, pretty ubiquitous again and, and pretty popular. So we'll see, you know, if this is another cycle that we're on, another wave that we're riding. And and maybe, uh, you know, in the beginning in the 2020s, things will die down again. But I don't know. I just think that the technology is there to make it really easy to develop and produce podcasting content. And it's also um, easy as ever to subscribe to a podcast and consume. Uh, my most favorite podcasting app uh, for subscribing and listening to podcast is Overcast. That's going to be a very um, top search result if you Google Overcast. I'll be posting some uh, references to these resources over on the, the Twitter channel for the, this podcast, the Dissect Anatomy. And essentially, yeah, Overcast is really good. It's got um, a number one, you know, you always need a great user interface, a great graphical design, but the functionality is fantastic. There's a lot of really neat features in there. And the um, 
yeah, the, the payment platform for using the app is really nice too. Uh, it's essentially free uh, with a, a Patreon subscription that you can, uh, you know, join in on to support the developer. But yeah, it's it's been a really good experience for me because I'm finding all kinds of podcasts related to my personal and professional interests. So I think in this first segment, uh, with kind of the the big overview of what a podcast is out of the way, let's go on to um, podcasting and anatomical sciences. And there's really just a, a handful of podcasts out there that I uh, listen to regularly. Uh, one of them is the Anatomy Education podcast put out by James Pickering in the UK. I'll, I'll be sure to mention um, his handle in the, the Twitter post. But yeah, you're going to want to look at Anatomy Education podcast. What James does is he reaches out to uh, groundbreaking anatomists across the world and interviews them. Uh, these are about, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes long on average. And yeah, they're quite good. Uh, James does a good job of putting together a high production quality show. And he uh, is able to ask some really insightful questions and interview some really insightful people. So you're going to want to check out Anatomy Education Podcast. Another one that I listen to um, on a professional uh, level is the Key Lime podcast. So this is um, literature and medical education. That's what the Lyme part. So we're talking about the key papers, uh, the key concepts in, in medical education. And a lot of these concepts aren't just specific to medical education. If you're educating healthcare profession students that are beyond uh, the medical profession, you're going to find a lot of good information there. Uh, there's a lot of basic concepts that they cover. And they basically, um, there's there's three hosts and they, they take turns picking research papers and then going through them. And this is fantastic. The, these folks are just some of the best medical educators I have come across in my brief time as an educator. They know the theory, they know the conceptual frameworks, they just really call out papers when needed. Most of the time they're picking some really good papers that already have some very good pedagogy that they want to share with the community. And man, they just do a great job. Their podcast episodes are archived as as abstracts. I mean, this is a fully-fledged scholarly academic podcast that you're going to want to check out. And again, that's Key Lime. I also uh, have most recently been uh, brought to the attention over, I have learned about the uh, the TAP podcast, that's uh, Teaching and Anatomy and Physiology podcast. Uh, this is put out by Kevin, um, and Kevin is an anatomy professor, anatomy and physiology professor, I should say, and he has been teaching for decades, and he is just imparting his wisdom, and each episode is about 50 minutes long, and basically what he does is he'll pick a topic, and well, actually, every every episode really is is again excellently produced because it has several segments to it uh, that are very well laid out and they usually involve uh, some kind of update from the literature on what's the latest and greatest in memory formation for example or some kind of other physiological pathway and then he'll go on to a a meatier bigger topic uh, in in, um, anatomy and physiology education so things like what should we call ourselves what should we have our students call us uh, in terms of educators. Should we be referred to as doctor? Should we not be? Uh, What's the role of uh, the central terminology um, data set in the Terminologia Anatomica? Should we be using that? Should we not be? What's the deal with eponyms? These are just conversations that anatomy and physiology instructors have with each other 
um, regularly, and it's just good to see these conversations captured by Kevin. I just remembered his last name. It's Kevin Patton. And yeah, he's, he's doing a great job and putting out a great podcast that I definitely am trying to catch up on. He's already lots of episodes into it. And yeah, I, I'm just uh, working my way through the backlog. And I think the best thing about Kevin's podcast is he really makes it easy for the listener to provide him feedback. He provides a, uh, a Google voice number, um, like a, essentially a phone number that you can call. I'll leave a voicemail for Kevin, uh, give your reaction to recent episodes. And in my experience, the feedback that I've given him, he has incorporated into subsequent episodes. So you really feel like you've got the social aspect of social media with Kevin and uh, communicating with him and that two-way dialogue. And I think that's what he's after and he does a great job with that. Another good anatomy podcast is the Ask Anatomist podcast. This is a series that's hosted by Dr. Michelle Lazarus. She's an associate professor in the Faculty of Medicine at the Nursing and Health Sciences at Monash University in Australia. So you've got the cool accent factor down and you've also got a focus on really anatomical topics that are interesting to medically curious folks. So that's the basic description that, that she puts out for the podcast. They're putting these out monthly on the first Friday of every month. So that must mean that in a couple days they're gonna be releasing the November episode. So, for example, the, um, they're into season two, and the October episode was on pulmonary hypertension. In September, uh, they were looking at lower back pain. So that is a very good podcast as well. Uh, they're going to bring in some anatomy as well as some other medical um, information and diagnosis within this podcast. So you're going to want to check that one out if you're uh, medically interested. And they also have a great um, Twitter account for this podcast, and that's Ask Anatomist. I'll be sharing that in a tweet. And they also have developed a nice website, askanatomist.com. And there is a community behind this podcast as well. So talking about social media supplementation of a podcast with Ask Anatomist, they have a hashtag that you can use if you have a question. So I imagine it's, it's not beyond reason to think about that those low back pain and pulmonary hypertension topics came out from somebody on Twitter um, asking a question and indexing that tweet with hashtag AnatQ. It's a real good way to basically reach out to a worldwide community of anatomists. Uh, certainly Michelle and the Ask Anatomist team are going to be following that hashtag and be able to respond to anything that you put out there. But there's also um, a good pla- there's also a good community of anatomists like myself that will check in on the hashtag every now and then and chime in if there's any information or expertise that that we have that we can contribute. So I'm just kind of scanning through my podcast app and another one that isn't exactly anatomy related, but it fits under that category of anatomy education and pedagogy, kind of like the Key Lime podcast is the Learning Scientists podcast. This is a great podcast um, put on by some learning uh, researchers, researchers in the, the science of teaching and learning, they cover the key concepts and uh, frameworks behind durable learning. Um, and this is what educators strive for. This is what I'm most interested in in my anatomy courses. 
there are activities that I design, but how are they going to then be extended to the learner and to what are they going to do with the information I'm giving them to help them put it into their mind? I mean, I have a huge benefit as an anatomy instructor. I get to encounter and work with this content uh, multiple times a year, but for a learner, they're in a 10-week anatomy course. How are they going to put this material into their minds for short-term and hopefully long-term retrieval. So if you look at the Learning Scientist podcast, they're going to be covering all kinds of concepts. It's a very much an evidence-based practice uh, behind learning. They're going to share a lot of publications through the podcast. And just to read you a couple of um, episode titles here, it looks like they come out, you know, every every month or so. The last one was Evidence-Based Strategies and the Whole Learning Process bite-sized research on attention and retrieval practice and then they also interview uh, leaders in the field so we have a an interview on feedback with dr naomi winstone those are the most recent episodes and again uh, they have a great um, presence on social media i'll be dropping their um, twitter account information um, when i post this link and yeah those are the most popular those are the, the the ones excuse me those are the anatomy podcasts that i subscribe to and that i'm checking in on routinely and again I, i'm really only able to check in on these maybe i'll get one or two a weekend but i can do this while i'm exercising while i'm commuting and it's just a good way to extend my knowledge base and my expertise and sometimes it's an episode on a topic i'm already quite familiar with but it doesn't hurt to hear somebody else's explanation and perspective on things and i really encourage you to uh, put your lifelong learning into practice by checking out some of these podcasts and that's it for the anatomy segment now let's see what's going on with podcast on the philately side of things Okay, back at it, back at the podcasting topic, and this time over to the philatelic side of things, the stamp collecting side of things. What is going on in philately regarding podcasting? Well, as you might imagine, as the stigma would imply, there is not as much technological savvy in this area, and there are not as many podcasts that I can go through as you might find in anatomy, physiology, and uh, teaching science. However, the ones that are out there are quite good. So let me kick things off with one of my favorite podcasts just across the board, and that is called Stamp Show Here Today. So Stamp Show Here Today is a podcast all about stamps and stamp collecting, also postal history, and it is basically targeting stamp collectors at all levels. So there are too many um, hosts of this podcast for me to name. Uh, there are several, and what I like about the podcast that format too is Stamp Show Here Today. They rotate the people that are uh, participating in every recording. So you've got the core group, um, Tom and Cash and Mark, you know, there's a nice core team that is putting this uh, together, but then they also bring in other folks uh, to get the podcast episodes rolling out and add some diversity of thought. It's just amazing because, you know, you may be listening to this podcast as somebody that is a stamp collector and, and knows the lingo, but there might be a lot of people that don't. And what I really like about the stamp show here today is they'll bring 
uh, folks in that ask these basic questions. And even the, the core group, they will stop as somebody's getting ready to go on a a protracted rant about a very technical subject, somebody will say, well, hey, wait, wait a minute, what is perforation? Uh, what is a perforation gauge? Uh, what is a Pantone color guide? Uh, what is this? What is that? So it's really nice that they put the brakes on um, periodically and they just make sure that they keep in mind that they are targeting stamp collectors at all levels. So maybe you are just getting into stamp collecting. Um, as I was in 2017, I was just getting back into the hobby and I found it tremendously useful and informational to um, subscribe to this podcast and just learn the tricks of the trade. Uh, you know, what, what kind of specialty gauges are out there and uh, where can I get a good deal on one who puts them out? Um, how can I know when it's a, a good time to send a stamp in for uh, professional expertizing and determination on whether I have a genuinely unique stamp or whether it's a run-of-the-mill 25 cent value stamp and that's really where their expertise lies I should mention that this podcast is put out by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Association um, and they're basically a a group that has a lot of expertise and information uh, around their careers in stamp um, expertizing um, through a stamp expertizing company called PSE professional stamp expertizing So basically, what they do is they put together a great show that runs across many different topics. Uh, They put these out fairly regularly. It's about every week. So I really like the frequency. They are 257 episodes deep. So you know they've got the longevity. Uh, They they are an award-winning podcast. They are so innovative and out-of-the-box thinking um, that they submitted their podcast in a competition at a stamp show. Uh, it didn't really fit in any of the categories it got put into the literature section but they won a an award for being a very high level philatelic um, product essentially a philatelic uh, resource so they do a great job they put things together that are very well um, researched and then i have to come around and say these guys are complete goofballs they crack jokes left and right uh, there's a running gag about who's the inventor of the tube sock. I mean, it's it's great. You'll be on a very narrow, focused, serious conversation, and then someone will will crack, um, a, a you know, a very low brow joke, and it's it's just it's just pretty entertaining, as well. Because you know, when you think about stamp collecting, I think most people are not immediately thinking about entertainment, and and comedy and, and high value, <laughs> uh, fun. But really, it's there, and you just have to know where to look. And you're gonna want to check out Stamp Show here today. So most recent episode titles and topics include postal no uh, postal news. So any they really do a good job of tracking what's going on with the USPS, um, international um, and universal postage organizations. You know what's going on with the rates, uh, what stamps are being released by the USPS. They do a good job of keeping up with the contemporary stuff as well. Uh, they've talked about the great beer flood. And they've talked about um, dummy stamps. Now, what's really cool is they, they immediately are onto the value of not just looking at postage stamps as colorful pieces of paper. And, you know, there, there is a lot of intrinsic value in little pieces of artwork, uh, these engraved masterpieces, but they have purposes behind them and they have usage and they have stories. So they, they really do a good job of delving into that. They go to... Uh, the, the podcast hosts go to many of the national stamp shows, so they do a good job of uh, actually reporting back live. Well, not live, but 
making recordings and, and getting interviews at the stamp shows. Really impressive. Um, like they, they're at dealer tables and they're asking dealers, how's your show going? What's going well? What do you think is going on with the show this year? How do you find the attendance? What do you think about uh, this presentation? It's really good. And they do a great job of, of covering that. So you're going to want to look at stamp show here today on your uh, podcasting platforms. It looks like they host their podcast out of the platform called Podbean. So you can definitely find Stamp Show here today on Podbean, but they do have a Twitter account. And again, at Dissect Philately, I will uh, put them in the roster as well. So they're kind of the go-to bread and butter, most important stamp collecting, philatelic, postal history podcast that I listen to. And there is another one that is actually back from the dead, essentially. There has been a resurrection of a old podcast called Tea with Puppets. They have rebranded, I think in part because Tea with Puppets doesn't immediately convey the subject matter. But now you're going to want to look for the podcast called Stamp Stories. The host name is Adrian. And he, like myself, likes to summarize um, philatelic adventures. Um, information that he uncovers as he learns more about the historical significance behind postage stamps. Now, Adrian's focus is Canada. So he is going to review Canadian history, Canadian Canadian postal history, and he has rebranded his podcast as Stamp Stories. So he will lead off every episode. It looks like his episodes come out about every two weeks. Again, very high production quality, very well scripted, very well researched. I would I would consider um, Adrian's um, Stamp Show, Stamp Stories podcast to be very um, exhaustive and comprehensive. He picks a topic and he drills down into it. Uh, very chronological, uh, very comprehensive. So the last episode he put out was the Trans Canada Highway. So I was able to learn about the history of the Trans Canada Highway. Uh, I learned about a prize that was offered for the first individual to uh, traverse the Trans-Canada Highway um, using um, a, a motor car. I mean, this this started in the, the early 1900s uh, with the, the very beginning of motorized vehicles. And Adrian does a really good job taking us through the history of the Trans-Canada Highway. And then the very last segment of the podcast episode is how does Canada honor and... Um, you know, enshrine these topics in their postage stamps. So he does a good job of describing what the uh, Canada Post puts out around these topics. And it's always very timely. Uh, before the Trans-Canada Highway, there was uh, an episode on Leonard Cohen, um, a Canadian singer, songwriter, poet. Then we had, um, before that, a really cool one called Canada arm. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Canada seems to, whenever Canada is followed by something with the letter A, they just kind of smash that second word into the word Canada. So Canada arm, Canada arm, uh, something that Canada contributed to um, international space um, science and uh, a robotic arm that would be able to move things around in outer space. So it's a really good Uh, deep dive into Canadian um, topics and he does a really great job. So you're going to want to look at Stamp Stories on your podcasting platform. The the website is stampstories.ca. That's a Canadian URL. And I'm not sure if um, Adrian's got a Twitter account out there for Stamp Stories. I'll be sure to, to look into that. And 
Third and finally, one of the only other stamp podcasts I've been able to find out there is called APS Stamp Talk. APS is American Philatelic Society, and the host is Nancy Clark. I honestly cannot recall. I'm not very familiar with the APS. I don't know what her role is. I believe she's in leadership. She's held several leadership posts with that National um, Postal Society. And she is doing this on a platform that is very much like a radio show. So she will have guests. The format of her show are guests. Um, And they're basically pretty short. These are 15 minutes long, but Nancy will break these into several parts. So there's typically three to four parts on a topic and she will, um, yeah, interview somebody in, in philately. So the most recent um, podcast episode, um, was September 4th, 2018. So I cannot find any more content from Nancy, uh, or from the APS. I really think the APS would be wise to get into the um, podcasting arena and put something together and, um, yeah, officially put out some information, uh, through this, this, um, this platform and they are, um, yeah, September, 2018 was the last one. Now there's a backlog. I think there's, I don't know. It feels like there's about a hundred episodes put out by Nancy and the, the last topics include technology and philately, um, Buffalo gal, won't you come out? genealogy and postal history as well as american stamp dealer association awards so you're going to get some good content from nancy uh they're they're very manageable they're very brief and uh again i'll 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 don't know if they even have a website so that one you're going to have to do a little bit of digging uh, around the web around um, your podcasting platform uh, for aps stamp talk with nancy clark all right, that pretty much summarizes the uh, stamp collecting related podcast that I'm aware of. If you are aware of any more, if you've got any more favorites, either from an anatomy perspective or a stamp collecting perspective, please get a hold of me. You can, uh, if you're using the anchor.fm uh, app to uh, listen to these podcasts, you can send me a voicemail that's limited to 60 seconds in duration. You can also get a hold of me on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and find me at uh, Dissect Philately, D-I-S-S-E-C, Philately. That's the Twitter handle. That's where you'll find me. And that's where you'll find um, posts that refer back to all of the other episodes in this uh, podcast. So thanks for allowing me to come into your day. And I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'm getting very close to arriving at my uh, campus. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good day today. I've got faculty meeting with the physical therapy faculty. And then I'll have some uh, time to do some writing. So it's going to be a good day for me. Hope it's going to be a good day for you all. Look forward to connecting with you. And uh, I'll tell next time. I'm out.